0: Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where normally we discuss all those amazing reality shows that only had one season. But today we're delving deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size Deh. I'm your host, Frank Pezenegger III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And today we'll be discussing season two, episode nine, Time Heals Not Some Things. (laughs) Fact yeah Uh, uh uh-huh okay okay
1: (laughs) it was the quote is funny in the episode but as an episode title it's rough
0: um (laughs) the quote period was rough and we'll talk about it later but oh okay
1: yeah um so before we dive into this episode that I'm I'm sad to admit I had very high hopes for from the trailer and then as I was watching it I was tired and a little crabby so my notes are probably not fun or funny today, but in house cleaning news, I've been having trouble sleeping lately. So I've been really good at checking our podcast Instagram and trolling through the comments. And one other new announcement is that Alexis Haynes of Pretty Wild Fame has come out as
0: bisexual. Really?
1: Yes. And not
0: shocking to me.
1: No. Um, But she wrote all about her journey to get there and sort of how up and down it's been. And she thanked her partner, meaning her husband, for being so supportive. And so I'm curious what that means and where it'll go.
0: But Um, I feel like that means we're headed down the threesome path, which will eventually lead to the um, dissolve of her marriage. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's kind of what I saw, too. Yeah.
0: It'll start with threesomes, then she'll get really into some woman. He'll feel left out in the cold. They'll end up getting divorced.
1: Yeah. yeah. He is so handsome, though. She posted like uh, some pictures of him for Father's Day, and he's very handsome. Yeah, yeah random aside. Um, but I thought that was interesting. I also sent Frank an article that I read on the Daily Mail early this morning. <laughs> Again, you know, I'm not sleeping well these days. <laughs> and it's we will talk about it more later in the episode, but Spencer... I think it was an interview with the Daily Mail or, you know, excuse me, some other rag that the Daily Mail picked up. And he mentioned that he is either shopping around a show or he just wants a show. I don't quite remember. Um, All about the Pratt Daddy Crystal staff members.
0: Um, I have it right here. It was the Daily Mail. And um, yes, he is really hardcore pushing a spin off a la Vanderpump Rules is how he was promoting it. Yeah. Um, about his young hip influencer staff that works at the Crystal Company. Uh huh. Which, by the way, if you guys haven't signed up for the Pratt Daddy emails, please do. I get them like every day. I got one today. Um, the price points are insane in the membrane. Like, it, like, just so tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, they're doing a live IG sale. Um, and some of the sale items are um, a $610 aquamarine. <laughs> and these aren't even, they're not even like in settings. <laughs> they're Just like squares of crystal on like a cheap chain. Um, my favorite was, and I don't know what this has to do with crystals, you can also buy a $260 megalodon shark tooth. Sure. Yeah, if you want.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as we learned in this episode, they have some revenue to make up for, I guess.
0: They sure do. I mean, don't you want a seven hundred and forty dollars tourmaline necklace? It's okay. just like a weird cube. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like I mean, I could almost understand if these gems were made into gems that you would put in a ring or like with a setting or you know polished down, but they're literally just gems as they are. Right. More power to them. I'm shocked they're selling enough to have a staff, quite frankly, but. <laughs> <laughs> same especially what we learned this week so like when Heidi said that she had to lay off six people i'm like did you have to hire five of them first like yeah. i'm shocked that they had six people working for them
1: me too yeah i wonder how many of them were actually paid
0: well i would feel like if they weren't paid you wouldn't have to lay them off heidi might think that though <laughs> <laughs> That is said true i forgot who we were working with for a minute yeah
1: so we opened the episode with our, the new montage. That is just the way we open episodes now. Um, you know, Audrina is giving her dog water. Heidi and Spencer are talking about how they need financial help, which will be their theme of the episode. And Caitlin and Caroline are running some stairs or going hiking. And I'm finding it very interesting because I feel like Caitlin's pregnancy is now the timeline marker for me as I'm watching the episodes. Yeah. Um, So she was very skinny in this scene, not puffy at all. And I'm like, okay, that was actually filmed much earlier and they pieced it in
0: here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Because then I think later in the episode she was thin again, but then there's a moment where she wasn't. So I
0: think that the when we meet Chris, which we'll talk about later, was filmed way long before most of the season.
1: Yes. That's what I was talking about. Way
0: before. Yeah,
1: Agreed. So anyway, in the first real scene, we see Brandon setting up for another poker party.
0: For someone who like doesn't really play poker, he's now all in with playing poker.
1: Yeah. Um, And he hired an actual dealer this time, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And Brody complimented him for taking the game seriously this time. So it is Brody, Justin, Frankie, and Brandon. And Brandon asks the boys who has talked to Spencer since Tahoe. And Frankie admits that he did, but that Spencer wants nothing to do with the wallers and doesn't want to talk about it. Um, and Brandon was like, well, we've got to figure this out. You know, adults figure out their problems. And <laughs> Justin says, it's all going to come down to how Jason talks to Spencer. It's like, well, well, I don't know. <laughs> Jason, Jason could be as measured as possible and I feel like Spencer could still take it the wrong way.
0: Of course he could. This and is then, also where Brody says, are we about to talk about this with Brody?
1: Yeah. yeah. Where
0: Brody says that he will defend, he wasn't friends with Spencer for 15 years, he finally has Spencer back and he will defend him to the death. To the death is what he said. Weird, right? Like, does Spencer
1: have something on him? <laughs> Brody is the one that caused All of this. Yeah. He's the one that told Jason. He didn't have to.
0: Do we think, I'm playing a little devil's advocate here. Go for it. Do we think that maybe Brody doesn't like the Wallers? And he's using Spencer as like a nuclear missile to get rid of them? Because they don't drink and party and have fun and Brody's back in party mode? I don't know. It's
1: really weird though, because Brody and Jason were getting along great.
0: It, I, but I don't, like, yes, they were. But, like, I, none of it makes sense to me. No. Like, you could have kept your mouth shut. All of this would have been swept under the rug. Spencer never would have known. I don't think Brody gives a shit about self-producing. So I don't think this was to make drama for the show. Like, I don't think that's his jam because I don't think he cares. Um, but it's really weird that he's the cause of this rift. And on top of that is now, like, Team Spencer 1,000%.
1: He said he has a responsibility to have Spencer's back. Yeah. And what I find interesting also is that. So Jason and Ashley were annoyed with Heidi and Spencer in San Diego. That's what they said. They said they were annoyed. Brody was so annoyed with them and he was so annoyed that they egged Amber on and got her so wasted and et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah. And that's what I don't get. It's almost like. Spencer must have something on him. Although I don't know what he could possibly have on him in the past year. No, that would be so earth shattering that he's afraid of the wrath of Spencer. Or maybe he just can't be bothered.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I think there is a small piece of it that he is just excited to be friends with Spencer again. Like they have a fun rapport, but like it's just the fact that he caused all this and didn't have to. He could have just had his friendship with both of them and left it at that.
0: But also, do we think that he and Spencer really hang out that much when they're not filming? No. I mean, we've all seen the Pratts like, Instagram and Snapchats and stuff. They're a pretty insular couple. Like, they're just at home with their hummingbirds and their kid. So I feel like he's not missing out on that much.
1: No. No, the whole thing is very strange. Yeah, agreed. So then Frankie tells the boys he's going to be throwing a tiki party And Brandon tells the boys he asked Danny to move back in. And then Brandon in his confessional says that, you know, he invited Danny to his movie premiere, but that since Tahoe, they've been backsliding a little bit.
0: Um, First, we need to talk about the fact, and please forgive me, I am going to come off like an idiot if this is how it's really pronounced. It was making me insane because what Frankie invited them to was his Tiki party. T-I-C-K-E-E. Tiki. It was making me nuts. He said it a thousand times throughout the episode. Welcome to the Tiki party. It's a Tiki party. And maybe in Polynesia, like, I mean, I've been to Hawaii. I didn't hear anybody pronounce it that way. Like maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it is a Tiki party, not a Tiki party. Yeah, no, it's a Tiki party. Yeah, it was, it was driving me insane.
1: Well, that's
0: what he's throwing.
1: Things about the party bother me later, but we'll get there. Yes. So then... We go back to Audrina's and her only friend Joey shows up to help her get dressed for the tiki party. And this is where
0: as a Muppet. Yeah, I know her hair is Muppet. Yeah, and her face. I did tweet this. Her face is aggressive. It's aggressive. (laughs) She has a very aggressive face.
1: Yeah, like I don't
0: know how else to to describe it. And like if she had been on the Titanic off the front hanging off, it would have split that iceberg in two. And they all would have been fine.
1: <laughs> she's like an ice boat. She smashes. Them.
0: Yes. hundred um, percent.
1: I also noticed that Audrina's dog's name is lady. And for some reason it just really pissed me off. Like is lady in the tramp. Like, come on, Audrina.
0: Come. Oh, no, I didn't even put that together.
1: Yeah. Her, her dog's name is lady. Well, she's a
0: tramp. So fitting. <laughs>
1: good point um so this is another thing in the entire episode that i will admit i don't get this all of a sudden massive rift between audrina and heidi it's so petty and stupid and audrina said that tahoe made her realize who her real friends are how many seasons have we heard audrina say that all Um, of them
0: every season of yeah Every season of the whole show, original Hills and this Hills. Yes.
1: And so then she says, I'm at the age where my friends matter. You've been saying that since you were on this show. These are my friends. These are my real friends. These are my friends, Lauren. We don't hang out, Lauren. Like she was always about her friends.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I wonder (laughs) what happened to all those people, all her like scummy, like early aughts rocker friends that I liked. Um, Her people.
1: I We follow her sister on Instagram. They still see each other. Her sister still looks the exact same. Her sister's beautiful and is still with the same guy. And they have two or three kids.
0: Well, I assume she still talked to her sister. But I meant like like the crew that she brought to the party at the house. Like the pool party where everyone's like, what's going on? Who are these people? Like, where are those people? I know. Also, I'm going to need, and this was my number one issue with the, no, well, I had a lot of issues with the episode. But when was Tahoe? All of them. Have you talked since Tahoe? What's our fucking timeline? Was Tahoe two days ago? Was it two weeks ago? Was it a month ago? I need a timeline.
1: I'm going to go with at least two weeks. But it sounds like longer than that. Because everyone's like, oh, wow, you haven't talked to them.
0: Yeah. But I mean, if we go by the show, it was two days. ago. You know what I mean? Like, they're not. I needed mean, to say, like, we've now been back from Tahoe for two weeks. And this is what's going on. I know um also so, do you know who Joanna Ortiz is no because Joey said that a couple times a right? she was making such a big deal about it and I'm like I've no I mean not that I know that many designers unless they're super famous but I'm like who the fuck is Joanna Ortiz
1: yeah I don't know that's not really I'm I don't know how good I am at that game though um so anyway Joey is there to help Audrina pick out clothes for this tiki party and she says that she really feels like she's stuck in a pickle between the wallers and the Pratts, but that she never reached out to Heidi And she knows that Heidi noticed, but then Heidi blocked her on social media. Um, And Audrina says it makes her think that the friendship means nothing to Heidi. So, okay. (laughs) Well, and I'm not, I'm not siding with the Prats for leaving Tahoe, but I do think it was probably on Audrina to reach out to Heidi instead of vice versa.
0: Um yes i mean i'm gonna play devil's advocate here on the one hand yes audrina should have reached out to heidi and just said like how are you doing Or i mean i don't even think reached out like i think she should have reached out but been a little critical like that was fucked up like you know how are you but also like everything spencer said was terrible and whatever like i don't think it should have just been like are you okay i think there should have been some other stuff discussed
1: or she could have said like you didn't have to leave
0: yeah but yeah. I also think we know Heidi and I guarantee you that she blocked Audrina on Instagram that night. Oh yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I'm sorry, but if someone did that to me, I would be like, that's a very clear signal that you don't want to hear from me.
1: Yes, that's where I will give it to Audrina for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it all depends on the timing of that, but it's it's just a big mess and they they basically decide to like not be friends anymore. It's very odd. Yeah. So then we go to Heidi and Spencer's and he's making his espresso. Um, and so they they joke about how they're hiring a financial person. And <laughs> they said that it didn't work for them the first time around. And Heidi says, well, we never listened to what they said, so it didn't matter that we had a business manager. <laughs> <laughs> Just at someone least, else? Hey. yeah, at least they at least you know they're owning that. And then and
0: I, well, I was gonna say I looked up Spencer's shirt. That okay. designer. Rude, I guess, is how I mean, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. The R-H-U-D-E. Um, I could not find a price on the shirt he was wearing with the, like, Marlboro packs all over it. Yeah. Um, But similar shirt, like, most of the guy's collection is sold out. Like, you can't really get much of anything. But similar shirts, like button downs, were around $1,000. Oh, my
1: God. Well, so this also is... Spencer, we're learning a lot about their finances and they are as horrifying as we always suspected. But Spencer says like the trip to Tahoe cost them a lot of money. I I roll
0: hardcore production paid for that trip.
1: Yes. But then he says that they got new boards and they got new bindings and they got jackets and then they had to get a big car to rent because they had so much stuff. And then the airplane ticket change fees. And I was like, um... How much of that was just by choice, though, for you guys to look a certain way? I mean, I know they have to look trendy because they're on TV, but.
0: But um, did we ever actually see Spencer snowboard? Nope. So I didn't see the bindings or the snowboard or the boots or like none of that made it on TV.
1: No. And you're telling me he didn't already have a winter Gucci jacket that would have sufficed. Brody wore like a $10 hoodie.
0: And also... You didn't use those things so you can return them. Yeah. Take them the fuck back. Yeah. Heidi wears nothing but bras now anyway. And I refuse to believe that production didn't pay for their car. Same. Like, I think that, sure, there's a minute chance they had to pay the airplane change fees, but I even sort of doubt that. But I'm sure production paid for the car. I'm
1: sure production paid for their flights and probably their lift passes, too.
0: Because they came with Frankie and Jen. Yes. And Frankie and Jen brought their kids too. We just didn't see them because Justin Bobby talked about their kids being there. Yep. So I doubt yep. production was like, fuck you pay for your own way. Like, no, forget it. Like that. He's being ridiculous.
1: I could see Spencer and Heidi changing their flight multiple times to suit whatever bullshit they had going on though. And production being like, okay, just get there by Friday. Yeah. Um. So anyway, and then they briefly mentioned baby and Heidi is hurt by Adrena and she thinks Audrina not reaching out just confirms everything that Heidi suspected. And she says that she blocked Audrina on social media because she wanted space, but that Audrina could have called or texted. So then the financial planner, Lauren arrives.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and, 20. I know. She was and, so
1: young looking. And she immediately complimented their crystals. And Heidi says, oh, that's most of our investment. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And it's so like the, the
0: crystals shoot up in value.
1: Right. So then Lauren asks why they've hired a financial planner. And H- Heidi says they need an outside perspective and that, you know, money is something that makes Heidi very anxious. And she doesn't exactly know what their means are anymore, which it's good. She's admitting it because they clearly have a problem with that. Yeah. And. So then the woman is sort of asking, like, what percentage do they save versus spend? And Heidi says, everything we make, we spend. Which is so scary. Yeah. Um, So then Heidi talks about how responsible with money she used to be. And she says that she started working at 13 or 14.
0: Well, I'm sure she worked at the restaurant. Oh, that's
1: right. Her parents owned a restaurant.
0: Yeah, Mm. I'm sure she worked at the restaurant. What made me fall off the fucking couch Uh is when she talks about how she's such a hard worker. Yes, And I'm like,
1: hello, bolt House. Yeah. What? You're not a hard worker. No.
0: And uh-uh. you haven't had a quote unquote job other than being on reality TV since you were what? 22, 20, 21. Yeah. yeah. Hard worker my ass. I know.
1: Um, so then the financial planner asks just like a simple question and kind of comparing them to the average family of you know, American family with expenses, and asks them how much they spend on food per month as a family of three. <laughs> they said between five and seven thousand dollars a month, but sometimes ten.
0: I'm assuming that must be in alcohol too. Yes. I mean, and I that,
1: and they they must go out just constantly.
0: I literally DoorDash every night, yeah. literally every night. Like right. I spend less than a thousand dollars a month on food. Right. I figured it out. After they, I, I looked at, I, I spend less than a thousand dollars a month on food, like $10,000, even though there are three people. And at four, I guess if you count the nanny is insane.
1: Yeah. So of course I did the math too, because I wanted to know. And I'm lucky that, you know, my husband pretty much gets our alcohol for free because he's a restaurant owner. So that's not a factor. And I'm very lucky in that. Um, but my grocery bill for two people is so cheap. And then I factored in like one nice meal out a week. And I think it was like $1,200, maybe 1500. If I was, I don't remember what I added for the nice meal out, but like, uh, uh,
0: And I should clarify, I don't really drink. I don't drink at home. So, like, I don't spend any money on alcohol, really, unless I'm going out. But, like, it's just nuts. And I'm assuming she said that they spent that much money. I really think that she meant groceries. Like, I don't even think she's entering in going out to dinner and stuff like that.
1: Right. If we're just groceries, I would say I'm more like $600
0: a month. Like, what are you buying for $10,000 a month? I mean... Are you bathing in caviar? Like, what are you doing? He goes to Erewhon like every
1: single day for all the things.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true.
1: Oh, speaking of another piece of house cleaning, he officially has like a Pratt Daddy burrito at Erewhon and he can't stop like Instagram storying about it. Amaze. He's delivering them to like people and Instagramming it.
0: I'm 100% getting one when I go to LA in October. Maybe I'll eat one every day.
1: Yeah. So the financial planner encourages them to cut $5,000 a month from their budget.
0: Which, which the is way more is... than I think my whole budget.
1: <laughs> right. But when, they, when you, we learn more about their expenses later, I'm like, uh, that shouldn't be that hard. For them, that's like cutting two things. Yeah. I know. I know. So then we watched Caitlin and her new boyfriend, Chris, go on a picnic. And it was pretty boring.
0: Um, it was boring. My only notes on it are what we already discussed is that this happened way earlier, I think, than the trips or anything. Because he even says, like, oh, we're doing this photo shoot because Fashion Week was canceled, which means this was probably late September. Yeah. So yeah. months before everything else happened, which Agreed. is a little yeah. um, And then my aside, which has nothing to do with the show, is that um, straight fashion designers make me angry. Straight mm. fashion. Designers. Same thing with straight male hairdressers.
1: Okay. Well, I actually thought too that in a weird way he kind of looks like Luke from Summer House, just like in very quick glance. Um
0: I, I feel like it's almost more of an aesthetic thing than his actual. Yes,
1: yes it is. It was the it was the hat, it was <laughs> the Western vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she talks all about how you know she feels so lucky. She didn't think there was good guys in the world, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for her, whatever. Although yeah. she was like saying he doesn't like animals and then she was feeding the ducks bread, which I feel like you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Isn't that bad now? Didn't they say duck bread is bad for ducks? I feel I'm, like sure, I'm sure it is. Um, so then we
1: go to Brandon's movie premiere with him. <sighs> and- I know <laughs> these two scenes back to back were tough. Um, And has Danny always had bangs?
0: Oh, I don't pay a lot of attention to her, so I'm sure. <laughs> she
1: she had bangs in this scene, and I, I was wondering where they were coming from.
0: They might have been clip-ins. So I don't... Yeah. Can we talk about... I mean, I know we're in a pandemic, but this was the most Bobo, Game <laughs> It was Art awful movie premiere I've ever... In, a like, the top floor of a parking structure. Like, ugh. So this
1: must have been early, too. It's weird. This whole episode seemed like it was filmed so much earlier than everything else.
0: Well, but it was after Tahoe. Okay,
1: that's right. Um, But so we see Brandon drive up in a Porsche and he said like the stars arrived last baby. And I was thinking like, okay, whatever. And they're in a parking garage. And then you see this dude just like standing with a microphone Mm -hmm. and is announcing people as they get out of their car wearing masks. And then they all watched the movie as it was projected onto the side of a building from their car.
0: Yeah. But no red carpet. No. Like, I mean, they still could have had a red carpet and had them all walk one at a time. There was no paparazzi at all. No. It was, no. And it the movie's called Blackjack. And I guess it's about a baseball player or something? I don't know.
1: I don't know, but I feel like we should watch it.
0: We should. Um, he plays the main character's brother, I guess. He probably has, like, five minutes of screen time.
1: There were also, like, there were no servers like bringing popcorn or cocktails or like, there was just nothing chic about it whatsoever. No. It, it was a drive-in with masks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not
0: even at like, they have drive-in movie theaters in LA. You don't have to have it in a parking garage. Like they no. could have had it a movie theater. No. Like a drive-in theater.
1: And so then Danny was really bored and she was taking pictures and she's on her phone, what looks like the entire time. And Brandon says, you know, like if this were her premiere, I'd be so stoked for her. And Danny tends to make things about herself. But here's my problem with
0: this. I have multiple problems. Number one, she was filming him. I know. And I'm like, fuck you. She was fil- and Cause he was like, oh, did you get that part? Like she was, f- I mean, they were making it look like she was playing on her phone, but she was filming the movie And filming him. And I'm like, what? Like, she's filming you, idiot, whatever, number one. And number two, this is Brandon's whole fucking problem because he's a stupid love addict. So he doesn't really like her. He just wants her to like him. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they really like each other that much. It didn't look like it this week. Like, I think if you sat him down and said, tell me what you like about Danny, he wouldn't be able to. Or if he did, it would be like, oh, she's really into me. Or, oh, she makes me feel this way. But he wouldn't say she's funny. She's, you know, or looks don't really, I'm not talking looks, but he wouldn't say she's funny or she's smart or she's this or she's that. It would all be about him and how it relates to him because they're not in love with each other.
1: No. Um, And in her defense too, I went to the movies for the first time in, I mean, over a year and a half this past weekend. And I believe the movie was around 90 minutes. And I could hardly sit through it. Like my attention span is just shot. I feel like I checked my watch like six times. You know, it's, I'm just, I've become the worst. Like I always pick up my phone. I'm always on my laptop. I'm multitasking, doing nothing, you know, substantive. But like, it's hard for me to sit and pay attention to something. And I can't imagine doing that while sitting in a car.
0: Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Yeah. So then we go to... How would you say this? We go to the studio, but I don't want to pronounce
0: it. Gothard. Gothard. Yeah. Gothard Sound Studios.
1: Yeah. Um, And Justin is singing.
0: He is. Um, I'm (laughs) very confused about the timeline of this because Jason says, how long have you been here? Meaning in the studio. Yeah. And he says for about a year. I thought you were in fucking Mexico. What?
1: I I know. I don't understand. Oh, but it's after Tahoe, right? Because he says that he traveled with the Pratts and the Delgados. He says that to Jason.
0: It is after Tahoe, but like, didn't this season only film over like three or four months? And he he just gotten back from being in Mexico for, I mean, that would imply. Okay, so say that we're in, what month do we think it's supposed to be, January? Sure. Okay, so say it's January. Although they've done nothing about like Christmas, but we did have like a Thanksgiving, right? We had Friendsgiving. Yeah. We have a Thanksgiving, whatever. So that means that they started filming. So if he's been in the studio for a year, that means he started in the studio January 2020, which was pre-COVID. Yeah. But he said he spent COVID in Mexico. So I know.
1: What is happening? I don't know. Um, and basically the I guess what I gathered is that Justin and his band are going to be playing at this foundation that Jason is a part of, like some event. But we didn't really hear the details, right? It was
0: Red Something. It was The name of the organization was Red Something. I didn't catch it. I mean, I, I thought watched was... this thing twice back to back. you think I would have caught it. But I
1: thought it was the Songbird Foundation. That's what my
0: note says. Oh, OK. Well, then I will defer to you. Maybe it was the Songbird Foundation and the Red Festival. I, whatever. Something anyway, like that. Justin Jason is performing at this sober thing for Jason. Yeah. Or Bob, Bobby Rock is going to perform.
1: Yeah, and his dad is coming to town and we learned that his dad had COVID and his dad, it sounds like his dad had a very bad case of COVID as well. Yeah, And I was I, like, how the fuck was Mexico, JB? Um, and then he says, he talks about traveling with the Prats and the Delgados and kids. And he does say that Heidi is a good mom. And then we get this little flashback of Heidi. And it, it was very cute. She says to Gunner, like, look her in the eye and say, thank you.
0: And I do think Heidi's a good mom. I do too. I I think that it's her identity. I think that like the her favorite thing is being kind of like Kyle on House of Beverly Hills. Like, I think that like her number one thing in life is being a mom, which is awesome and great. And I do think she's a good mom to Gunner, but it doesn't mean she's a good person.
1: (laughs) So then, you know, Justin kind of he keeps talking about how he's like ready for fatherhood, but then he walks it back and he says to Jason, I can be 50 and pop out kids, bro.
0: Yeah, which is probably what'll happen yeah he'll get some like twenty five year old wife when he's fifty, and yeah, yeah,
1: sure. Go for it. Um, so then we see Heidi and Spencer drinking champagne, and they say that they're only gonna drink half because they need to save money. And they cheers to budgeting. Um, <clears throat> and Heidi says, we could save a lot of money if you cut your trainer <laughs> to Spencer. And Spencer pats his stomach and he says, Do I look like someone who should be cutting my trainer?' And then she's like, well, you're so strong and sexy. And he's like, you're just buttering me up like this jiggles. (laughs) And this is where he talks about how if they manifest more millions, they'll be fine.
0: So which kind of goes back to the article that you sent from the Daily Mail about how I guess they have been able to in the past, because almost every reality show they've been on, they got paid either a million or close to a million dollars for it.
1: Yeah. Um, And then. Spencer says, Well, why don't you just take away my wallet and my phone? He's just, he's basically just like being a little pest. And Heidi says, like, we're teammates and we both need to be accountable. Like she, this responsibility to save money is not all on her. She can't, she can't do it by herself.
0: I was actually a little shocked about how like smart and responsible Heidi has been being about money. Like I was impressed. Well, oh, I can guarantee in theory. theory, Like, we'll see if any of this happens. But like she was talking the talk
1: let's not forget that we see her with like a glam person later, but I would bet that Spencer is the one who has the huge money problem.
0: Oh, a thousand percent. Because here is the difference between the two of them. Spencer's always had money. Yes. Heidi knows what it's like to be poor because when she was young, she was poor. Spencer does not. So I think to Spencer, it's just like spend, spend, spend. Like there's, it's a never ending well of money and just whatever. I think Heidi, at least in the back of her mind, knows that like someday this could all go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it has really. It has
1: gone away for them. That's why I'm surprised they're not slightly better at saving.
0: But like, it hasn't really gone away. It's gone strong. away, and that they lived in his parents' mansion for free. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't. I mean, they didn't have to live in a one-bedroom apartment or a studio. I mean, like yeah, they still had money. They just didn't have, like, fuck you money anymore. Like, Heidi knows what it's like to be poor, poor. Um, I also was very impressed. I mean, we all know about Spencer and the Hummingbirds. There was a fuck ton of hummingbirds on that company. Like, a lot of hummingbirds. And I don't just mean the feeders. I mean, like, actual birds. Like, it was impressive.
1: Yeah, he knows what he's doing with those. Yeah. Um, And then we see Caroline and Caitlin again having drinks. Um, And before
0: this really quick, this is on the other page. Um, Heidi is then talking about finances and says to the camera, and I'm really fucking sick of this narrative that she can't get pregnant because she's so stressed about money. Like Heidi, apparently everything in the universe is why you can't get pregnant.
1: Well, also, I mean, I don't, I don't know the reason. So I, you know, I won't pin that, but like drinking alcohol is probably not helping anything. It's more important for Spencer to be sober than her, but like, it's you know.
0: Anyway, but I just love how it's everyone's fault. I mean, not that it's anyone's fault if they can't get pregnant, but like, no, blaming it on everything, but like their bodies, <laughs> like it's yeah. not like everything is an outside factor, and in, none of the outside factors are her fault. Like the right. stress is her fault. Nothing's her fault. It's just like all the fact that she can't get pregnant is just like on everybody else.
1: Well, and I, like, we've talked about this before it's, it's no one's fault. Like it can be a variety of things and it it has nothing, it has nothing to do with probably anything she's doing. It's just, you know, natural biology. Yeah. Um, But so they call Gunner the miracle baby, right? Like they had trouble the first time. But I don't understand if they have all this fucking money, why doesn't she do IVF? Right. That was my point. Like, are they saving money because they're going to pay to get her knocked up?
0: I mean, they could easily afford it.
1: Yeah, sell
0: a couple shirts,
1: right? Or that's like the fee for one episode at this point, probably.
0: Yeah, I, I know. Don't, I don't get it.
1: I don't get it either. So then we see Caroline and Caitlin together again. um They're having drinks, and well, Caitlin you forgot says,
0: somebody?" Oh, Caroline's nipples. Oh. <laughs> She walked into that bar nipples first, like presenting nips. Oh, I think I missed it. I don't know how, because she was wearing a thin white t-shirt, no bra. I can tell you right now, she's got dark nipples. Like it was nips a go-go. Like they were just,
1: (laughs) 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 I must have been typing or something my notes. Um, And Caitlin talks about how she went to Malibu and had a mini getaway and she picked up one of the dogs that she and Brody shared and took him for a hike. And Caroline asks if she's introduced um, Brody and Chris yet. And Caitlin doesn't think it's necessary and good. I don't I either. Agree. Yeah. It's not
0: necessary. Also quick sidebar. Um, the place they were having drinks is called the sorry, not sorry bar. Oh, okay. I looked it up.
1: Um, and then um, Caitlin also says that like her relationship with Chris is new and she doesn't want to ambush him with her ex-husband or whatever um and this is where we learned that caroline has a crush and Ugh,
0: i'm ryan he's so hot
1: he's super hot and so at the relaunch of her marinara sauce which is called pizza girl there was a photo shoot and she said she reconnected with someone she's known for a long time his name is ryan and that is the guy she's still
0: with yeah he's the hottie patati i'm here for it
1: yeah he's hot and that's
0: it well, let's not forget where someone did Caitlin real dirty, dirty in her confessional because she has the biggest cold sore I've ever seen in my entire life. I sent you a picture of it and said, pay attention to this. Oh, I didn't it is know monstrous. It... Look at the picture I sent you. It is oh, fucking monstrous.
1: I'm not going to lie because of the shine on her lip. I didn't notice it at first. Holy hell.
0: Yeah. Like they couldn't cover that up for her or something.
1: Oh my God. I, I told you it's been a long day. I was not, I didn't see nipples. I didn't see cold sore, I didn't see anything.
0: Like when I was first watching it, I thought she'd eaten something. It was like a piece of food stuck to her lips. So I had to like freeze frame it and like get up real close. And I took a picture and blew it up. It is a vicious cold sore.
1: I've also been so distracted by Caitlin's ginormous pregnancy boobs and her confessional
0: but here's the interesting thing. There must have been multiple pregnancy confessionals always in that same black top because this is the first time I noticed the cold sore. Mm-hmm. And she'd been like earlier in the episode last week, she had that same. So they must've just thrown her in that same outfit and she did multiple very pregnant confessionals. But I was like, girl, poor thing. Like they did her dirty. Like they yeah. did her real dirty.
1: They did. And I actually like the black thing is cute on her um, and it films well, but like it is... Like, she looks like a bar wench or something. Like, her her boobs are just out. Like, huge. they are... They're huge. huge.
0: I mean, she... I would say normally she's, like, what? Like, maybe a big B?
1: Probably. She, when pregnant? She's, like, an F. Yeah, she... It Like... they look ginormous, like distractingly ginormous.
0: Like the only other person who I've ever known who got pregnant, whose boobs got like that big or bigger was my stepmother. And she was pregnant with twins and she already had big boobs to begin with. Like Caitlin's boobs are mind blowing. Like how big this pregnancy, it's insane.
1: I know. And then Justin is working on his motorcycle in some very sad, like- (laughs) storage unit like i don't know where the hell he is
0: oh i thought it was his garage i guess
1: they zoomed out briefly though and it looked strange it might be like a rented motorcycle garage or something maybe um and his dad arrives and they have a long hug and justin cries which is kind of cute um and i think it's just the first time he's seen his dad since his dad had covid and his dad admits that there were a couple nights where he didn't think he would make it like he was really scared um, which is very sad and this is where we learned that Robert played professional hockey
0: yes and I found him and sent you the link yeah he played for one year from what was it 70 to 71 something like that um for the California of some shits um and <laughs> but, but his dad that means is a lot older than I thought like his dad has to be 70. yeah so he had justin bobby late yeah justin's gonna be just like his dad that's what's gonna happen because justin's what 37 yeah so his dad was 33 when he had i mean because like that's back then that was late to have a kid yeah
1: yep
0: um so then he talks
1: about how he went back to their childhood house and they talk about having kids and justin's dad said well there's nothing like having a child and Justin says he's starting to feel it and he wants to be a great man to a woman. Um, but there's a lot of life he would still like to do first. So,
0: yeah, I just wrote, um, hug and Justin Bobby flirting with having children again. And I don't care.
1: I know there was a lot of don't care. in this episode. Yeah. There was a lot of don't care. <laughs> I'm proud of us. We're doing well. We're really stretching it out this week, but it was a <laughs> tough one. Um, so then people are getting ready for the Tiki party. Um, Jason, and Ashley are getting ready. Um, and they joke about whether they need a code to leave the party. And Jason says two coughs and a pat on the chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, Audrina gets ready and, you know, she talks about Heidi some more and how she's so hurt and Heidi and Spencer pop the champagne and Heidi's getting her makeup done. And In a my bra. Head-
0: Thank In God. A- yep. I was getting worried. We weren't going to get to see her bra this episode.
1: I know. And I said, where is makeup in the budget?
0: Just curious. I wonder though, Spencer's no dummy. I wonder if he negotiated their contract that that she gets hair and makeup. Probably. Like he's not a fool. I think he's a good negotiator when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he negotiated hair and makeup for her in the budget. And we all know that Ardrina is getting her hair done by Maybelline.
1: Oh yeah. She, uh, zoomed in on that mascara tube, right? Yep. I think, I think it's, I think it's, is it L'Oreal or Maybelline?
0: Oh, you're right. It is L'Oreal cause it's great lash. Yeah. It's L'Oreal.
1: No, Maybelline is great lash. That's the pink and green one. This was like the rose gold, um, like the pink metallic tube, right?
0: Yes. So I guess you're right. It is L'Oreal, but either way, I'm sure that like whatever makeup company that she's shrilling for, cause she does the commercials too. Is yeah. Doing her makeup for her.
1: Yep. Um, So then Heidi says that like they need to match. Spencer needs to match her outfit. And he said, well, I only have one tiki shirt. And she said, well, we need to look good together. And he said, well, I'm not supposed to spend any money. (laughs) It's not like I have a tropical shirt closet. And then he says he's already making do with pants that don't fit. All he has are skinny jeans. And in his confessional, he says, I'm even wearing pants and they're unbuttoned right now.
0: Um, I have the whole quote because I was dying. I was dying. I'm wearing skinny jeans that don't fit, unbuttoned, more like spandex at this point, tights. I'm wearing tights. (laughs) I was dying.
1: Yeah. And then there's something about how they need to stop buying Gunner toys as well at the end of the scene. because...
0: Spencer claimed that like Gunner's getting really good at crystalling and he picked out like the perfect length chain for some crystal. So to reward him, he had to buy him a toy and Heidi was like, no, that's not happening. Okay. I'm sure it happened. I knew it was something stupid,
1: but, um, so then we go to the Sofatel mm-hmm. and we are at the tiki party. Um,
0: pizza was an odd choice for a tiki party.
1: Thank you. That's my first note. I said pizza at a tiki party. What the fuck? yeah isn't it normally like kind of like hawaiian barbecue ish yeah yeah anyway they
0: could have had like pork sliders or something like pork would be appropriate um chicken skewers maybe some kind of like poi like i don't know like i thought pizza i mean maybe it was hawaiian pizza sure but like i don't know pizza was a weird choice i thought
1: yeah, it was weird. Um, Jen looks kind of adorable. All the ladies are kind of wearing like floral dresses that are flowy and whatever. Frankie isn't on the theme at all. And the party was his idea, presumably. Uh, I yeah, I know. Um, Caitlin's wearing floral and she orders water in this scene. So I was like,
0: hmm, when was this filmed? I was wondering that too, because she she's like, oh, I'll have water now. I'll have a drink later. And I'm like, oh, OK.
1: Yeah, same. Um, Brody's wearing floral and he has a man bun.
0: Which at least I'm okay with like I if prefer- you're gonna have that fucking hair at least put it in a man bun he looks so much like his brother with the long hair I yeah, can't I also
1: from our Instagram news his brother is on tour right now
0: oh okay um
1: and he's playing some like weird venue. I'll look it up when we're done that I've never heard of, somewhat close. But I think he's like very folksy. And then when I was thinking about the size of the venues that he's playing, I feel like we would be like two of 30 people if we went. Wait, we're not going? Where is he playing? I don't know. I'll check. But um, let me, I'll look when we're done. I'll go. Um, it was somewhere in Maryland, I think, like deep Maryland. I'll deep check. Maryland. Yeah. All the way up. Um- <laughs> So then Caroline shows up with her new man. Jason and Ashley are there. And Brandon looks like Hunter S. Thompson again.
0: Um, um, actually, so friend of the pod and um, friend of me in real life and the purchaser of this microphone I'm talking on, Andy Coulter, um, had messaged me on um, Facebook Messenger. And she like sent me the picture. And she's like, oh, my God, you have to post like a side-by-side of him and Hunter S. Thompson. But I actually feel like he was channeling Johnny Depp as Hunter s Thompson. That's fair, that's fair. But same,
1: very fear and loathing. That is, yes. I think that's his style icon.
0: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Um. So then, Danny um is going to come later, and I guess she's bringing a few friends for the single guys. You know, yuck, yuck, yuck. Um. And Audrina looks pretty. She has a flower in her hair. It's a bit over the top, and she says that she gets very excited to see Brody. It's just very safe. It's like coming home. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. Um, Danny arrives. Heidi and Spencer arrive, and Heidi's in another sparkly bra with a flowy skirt with a giant slit up the side, and she looks like a mermaid.
0: Also, not tiki. Like no glittery Swarovski crystal bikini top is not tiki. Uh uh-uh. uh Like you can wear a bikini top, but it needs to be like have like orchids or you know flowers or something on it. Like it's not. She looked like
1: she looked like Disco Beach Barbie or something. Yeah. The skirt was
0: pretty. She looked like she should be waking up um, on a lounge at rehab at the Hard Rock. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Jason and
1: Ashley just kind of sit and avoid Heidi and Spencer, understandably so. And Audrina admits that she doesn't want to avoid Heidi, that she wants to address it. It's like, okay, Audrina, you go for it. And so Audrina um, approaches Heidi and says, you know, like, I don't want you to think I'm choosing sides. And then they both admit that they were disappointed in one another. They're both quote, stepping away from drama. Um, And Audrina says that she has felt on the verge of a breakdown, but we don't quite hear why. Heidi says she can't put her expectations on Audrina as a friend. And Audrina says in a confessional that Heidi wants someone to have her back all the time. And that's not entirely like what a friend is for. And it's really overwhelming. Um, And they say that it's been an awakening. And then Heidi says time heals some things and not some things. This,
0: I mean, obviously this is a confusing conversation, but I actually felt like in the beginning, Heidi was making a lot of sense and good points. And I thought they had come to a good place. And that's why I was very confused when it kind of fell apart at the end. Yeah. Because Heidi was saying like, oh, I care for Adrena and this is why I was hurt and whatever. And then, I don't know, it was weird. Like it started to go good. And then out of nowhere, it went bad. And I'm still confused as to how it went bad. So I'm also trying to think back to
1: the year of what we've heard about Audrina and her ex and their divorce. And so if she said she was on the verge of a breakdown, I wonder if she was dealing with something with Corey. And that's when some of the, you know, like domestic threats and things like that happened. Yeah. And they're parts of the conversation they're cutting out. And I feel like Audrina is probably saying like, I'm dealing with enough, like your fight with the wallers doesn't mean dick to me right now in a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> um. And, you know, Heidi wants all this sympathy for the fact that she got in a fight with Ashley and Audrina's like, my problems are way bigger. Where's your sympathy for me?
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. And I hadn't thought about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, they're, they're, they're putting this all together with scotch tape. There's a lot of things they can't address. Um, and so then the Tiki party, I was about to say winds down the episode winds down with our final scene from the Tiki party. And this escalates so quickly and is so stupid. And I'm so mad that the preview made it look awesome because it wasn't.
0: The only thing that was awesome about it, and I'm sure we'll maybe get a little more next week, was I did love when they panned back to an overhead camera and we got to see the camera crew and like where everybody was. Like that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that. Well, and there were, there's a lot of cameras. Yeah, I know. There sure
1: were. So basically, what happens is that Danny is there with Brandon in this friend of Jen and Frankie's who Brandon clearly hooked up with. Her name is Misha Misha, arrives and Danny is beside herself about it. And she thinks that Brandon invited her and he's like, no, I actually asked Frankie not to invite her because I didn't want you to feel uncomfortable. Um, And then, you know, Brandon has wants Frankie to ask her to leave and like it's just really dumb. And this is where Danny's age showed a little bit and Brandon's too, honestly. It showed
0: all, Danny's age showed a lot. She was acting like she was like 16. It was bad. Well, my favorite, and I would love to like get in a room with her and ask her to explain this to me, was when she says that all the girls look ratchet. And I'm like, You look the same. I know they all look like the same. You, I can't, in fact, in fact, when the when Misha left, I thought it was Danny. Me too. Me too.
1: So then Brandon says like, it sucks that, you know, Danny doesn't know that I'm hers. Like I never even dated that girl. Um, and then, you know, they don't want it to be a big deal and et cetera, et cetera. And then Brandon says like, it's not a big deal. It's just like some people get territorial and he's like kind of tooting his own horn in a way that's gross. And he says, you know, Danny is the one who won. I'm with her. And my note says, did Misha even want you?
0: I don't think so. Cause she right. seemed rather nonplussed.
1: Yeah. Like she had sex with you, but that didn't mean she wanted to be with you, Brandon. Let's no. just be quiet. So then Misha goes home and Danny says, I'm so mad at you. It's not even funny to Brandon. And she says like, I'm just, I'm very sensitive. So one small point for at least admitting that. And then all of a sudden Brandon goes ham and is like, get these. Fucking cameras out of my face! We're having a private conversation. Get the fucking cameras out of my face, and then that's where we end.
0: Yeah, get these cameras off me, motherfucker. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yes, hold yeah. on Tommy Lee, and I was very much here for it.
1: Yeah, it was not was a it wasn't what I was expecting, and I thought it was going to be a lot more fun than that.
0: But that's okay. Now, I don't have scenes from the next because when I tweeted, I watched it live. So I did see the scenes to the next, but I didn't remember them. And then when I immediately went back to rewatch, I watched it recorded and my DVR cut off the scenes from the next.
1: Okay. So I, I, I have them. So Caitlin talks about moving in with Chris. Who cares? Yeah. Um, and apparently the Pratts are planning a wellness trip to Palm Springs and the oh, Wallers. That's right. And the Wallers find that very ironic that they're planning
0: yeah. a wellness trip. That's right. That's right. I'm very here for it. Um, All right. Well, another, um, well, not great episode, but a great discussion about the episode. And um, we will talk to you guys next week. And hopefully we'll all have a great time in Palm Springs. Was it Palm Springs where the wellness was happening? I believe so. yeah. Yeah. All right. See you then.
1: Thanks for listening to
0: another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at one hit Pod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at hey, it's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.